Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Welcome back, my friends. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to the best night ever. And joining me again in the studio is my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne, how's it going? Good. Middle of summer, hot as heck. Everything's good. I love it. I I always say it. I, I'm I'm you know I'm a July birthday guy. Yeah, and, no. And it's it's a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, especially you know I I spent so many years in Seattle, and listen, the summers are great in Seattle, but the rest of the time it's Cold and uh, any terrible, excuse so I can get to, to hit the beach these weekends is a fantastic thing. Absolutely. So. All right. So uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about men versus women who sleeps better. And the reason we're going to be talking about this is because lately, uh, you know, my wife has been sleeping in. I've, I have young kids. My wife's been sleeping in another room with my kids, uh, and it got me thinking about bed partners and how men and women sleep. Not because I'm in the doghouse. It was she wanted to sleep with the kids. Oh, come on. Um, minutes. And it's funny because, you you know, and I've talked about this in shows in the past where I, I track my sleep with different tr- sleep trackers or ring and the bio strap sure. and different things. And, and she also has these as well. So it's almost like a uh, competition in the morning to see when we wake up uh, who got what scores. And, and our scores are vastly different, uh, which yeah. also got me interested in kind of doing this show about why men and women – uh, may have different sleep. Um, and it's almost contradictory in a way uh, because my day job is, is you know, when I treat patients for snoring and sleep apnea, one of the chief complaints is, you know, uh, my wife kicked me out of the room. And how do I get yep. back in bed with her or, or, or vice versa, you know? And sometimes I, I think, you know, is it better? Can you perf- sleep perform better separately or together? Or, or where's the disconnect between men and women? So that's what I want to kind of dive into yeah. in this show. Here. Well, I'm, assu- I'm, listen, I'm assuming if you get kicked out of the room, you're probably snoring. So you're sleeping, but your partner's not sleeping because you're making terrible noises. Well, we're, we're going to talk about that, about what happens and why. Yeah, absolutely. So. My patients, you know, they come to the office and and they give me stories of sleep and they're different between men and women. You know, the men that come in typically say, I sleep fine, nothing's wrong, almost in a state of kind of a denial. Uh, But then we give them a sleep study and they come back and their numbers are off the charts. Uh, Mm. Bad. Uh, But the women, when they come in, instead of being in denial, they're they're much more vocal about it. They're like, I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm tired of being tired. I can't function. I need help. Those are women. They communicate so well. They're, they're great communicate. The guys are total just like we're losers, cavemen. Just yeah. Yep. So we are cavemen. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and we've talked about kind of the whole paleo element of everything between diet and and light control and and sleep. So uh, let's talk about the difference between men and women and how they sleep. That's what I want to go over today here. Um, both of them us men or women can have problems but they come from different sources so we're going to start with the men or the guys first just because i guess we should have had a woman on here as a female perspective but we're going to talk about it yeah i'll i will mimic the responses of a woman Dwayne will cover (laughs) yes you got a friend oh my gosh we're in trouble if i'm doing it all right. Uh, so starting off with the guys, here's some of the things that kind of some takeaways that I've seen over the years. Uh, 
guys tend to have obviously uh, a lot of priorities, uh, a lot of things on their plate. Uh, generally, you know, historically being the breadwinner and and having to have the job um, and, and the family and work. And uh, the majority of my patients are guys in their mid thirties to early fifties these days. That seems to be just like nonstop demographic for me lately. When I see these patients. I tell them they're going through something called men o pause, and that's men dash o dash pause. Oh, yeah, and clever. they they seem to get a quick laugh out of that. But uh, what what it is is basically as we're getting, you know, guys are getting older into their late thirties or early forties, things are changing. You know, uh, I think testosterone levels are starting to go down. Uh, you've got uh, probably a young family, uh, work, kids, commutes, stress. Uh, lifestyle choices on all of these are going to start to eat away at your sleep. And what's going to happen is you're going to kind of boil down to uh, consistently bad sleep, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point, uh, usually the, the wife or the spouse or significant other is concerned enough to get you in to see what's going on. And that's when we do sleep studies yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but one of the solutions you can think about if you're in that kind of situation is, you know, obviously paying more attention to how you sleep, whether it's, you know, feedback from trackers or watches or significant others. And also, you, you know, what you have on your plate, you know, is it something that you can delegate or eliminate or, you know, have someone help you with? Uh, and some sometimes being able to take off some of that load will then, you know, take some of that burden off you so you can sleep a little bit better at night. Yeah, you know, I I do think, you know, sure that majority of men or many men are the the breadwinners. Obviously, uh, in the world we live in, um, you know, that's uh, that's begun to turn over the last thirty forty years. We see lots of women yeah. uh, executives, women in the workplace, you know, who are doing incredible work. I think, though, when I think about it. Just based on my history, I think the thing about a woman is she has her own stresses in her own life, and then she's often assuming and worrying about the stresses of the husband mm -hmm. and the kids and everything else. Yeah. So, so sometimes she actually has more on her plate. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. Uh, when we talk about the women, they actually need more sleep. And that's you hit the nail on the head there about why they might need that more. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, so, and we're going to continue talking about guys here. Uh, so for you guys out there, you are statistically at a higher risk for sleep apnea and snoring. Uh, so there's been some research here. Uh, one of them I found what was interesting was uh, – guys have a different upper airway anatomy than women. Generally, we have a larger upper airway opening if you look at them through these cross-sectional x-rays and scans. Um, but uh, the, the male airway tends to be more collapsible when asleep, hmm. which is interesting. So uh, that's one of the reasons um, you can't snore or have apnea more. Uh, the other is fat distribution. Uh, generally, men will have a total neck soft tissue volume that's significantly greater uh, than women. So uh, guys are obviously going to have bigger necks. And the bigger the neck you have, you're going to have more mass and tissue there, which can then press or collapse on the airway. So if men have bigger necks, mm -hmm. what, do, what do women have? Smaller necks. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to get there too as well. But, uh, you know, so we're going down a list here. Um, one of the other big male 
challenges is as we get older, probably the biggest one for guys is going to be uh, prostate issues. Uh, and, and this affects more than half of men by the age of 60. So uh, if you're getting up in the middle of the night, multiple trips to the bathroom and you're a little bit older, could be something going on there, which obviously is gonna affect your sleep. If you're a younger guy and you're getting up and going to the bathroom and you're snoring, or you, you, you might have sleep apnea, you might wanna get that checked out. Um, so, and, and just to be clear, so you can snore, but not have sleep apnea, right? You can snore and not have sleep apnea. You can not snore and have sleep apnea and you can snore and not have, yeah, I mean, let's go back and cover that one again here. So you can snore and have sleep apnea. You can not snore and sleep and have sleep apnea. Yeah. It goes both ways. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the other challenges with getting older, like we mentioned before, the whole men menopause is decreased testosterone. And that's, and that's again, tied to obstructive sleep apnea as well, too. So uh, the challenge is, is if testosterone levels are going to go down, uh, that means generally your energy levels go down. Uh, insomnia levels can go up. Uh, and if that happens, what's going to happen is potential is erectile dysfunction. Um, that's been associated with poor sleep and sleep apnea as well too, which if you've got that going on, that's going to lead probably to some depression. At least I think it would for me. And some unhappiness in the house. Much unhappiness in the house. So again, all of these are going to kind of compound on top of each other to really take away at the male sleep experience and, and quality of life experience. So yes. that's a little dive into men and their sleep. And I think women actually have a much more interesting sleep that we're going to get into here. Kind of like what you alluded to earlier, women do have their own roles in society as far as being uh, equals these days. And a lot of them are in the executive role or, or the breadwinner of the family. And on top of that, they're also absorbing the stress of their partners. And because of that, uh, there was a study in the UK and they said that women expend more mental energy each day and multitask more and use more of their brains than men, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but therefore, women require about 20 more minutes of sleep than men do to recover and regenerate. Wow. Yeah. So if your wife or your girlfriend is sleeping as much as you, they probably need to sleep a little bit more. One of the other challenges with women is circadian rhythm. And we've talked about circadian rhythm before. It's basically the, the kind of internal clock that tells us when to wake up and when to sleep. Uh, women's circadian clocks are set to an earlier hour than men's. Uh, so that means they're more likely or more inclined to fall asleep earlier uh, and to wake up earlier. They're just at a different setting. Weird. It's almost like they can get up earlier and make coffee. <laughs> Of course, for you, Dwayne, anything. Yeah. Uh, and the other I'll thing. I have that to remember that one as an excuse to go to go to get coffee at Starbucks and come back and, and right yeah, when you wake there's up. A, there's a reason I'm a man alone, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about a little bit more about circadian rhythm here. Uh, interestingly, women's circadian cycles are shorter by men than men uh, by about six minutes. So on a day-to-day -day basis, if you add that up over time, uh, that makes it a bit of a challenge. 
And we're going to talk about the big one here next, which for women uh, is hormones. So wait, so so if so if it's shorter, does that make them? So are they just more efficient in the way? Right. I mean, well, or or are they actually losing something? Well, yeah, yeah. Think of it like a, like a watch that runs six minutes slow a day. Okay. It it always has to be recompensated. Okay. Which will take its toll. But uh, the big one is is hormones. And um, there's a lot going on with women and hormones, to say the least, right? I uh, read that in Cosmo <laughs> five years ago. So women tend to have more sleep disruptions during the premenstrual and menstrual time of the month. And they have lower production of melatonin during the luteal phase or second half of the menstrual cycle. So that makes it harder to stay asleep at night because you have less melatonin and then you're mm-hmm. going to feel sleepy the next day. Okay. So there's a challenge there. Obviously, that's a monthly basis challenge. Um, one of the other big ones for women is pregnancy. Although it's a beautiful thing and I've got two kids, pregnancy will take its toll on a woman. They're going to gain weight. Uh, and some pregnant women will actually develop snoring and sleep apnea temporarily, uh, which will go away once they have the child and, and lose the weight. But some don't lose as much weight and they end up carrying that. And then now they have sleep disorder breathing on top of a, a newborn. Uh, which will inflict much damage to their sleep. Uh, During pregnancy, they can also have some pain uh, just from carrying a baby, uh, which might make it more difficult to sleep, uh, or pressure on their bladder, which means they're doing uh, frequent bathroom trips. Uh, I I did also see that that pregnancy can be painful. Yeah, of course. It's a beautiful thing, though, generally. It It is. Yeah. Uh, and then let's say pregnancy's done and uh, we're off to childbearing, right? So uh, they have a baby. Uh, there was a study that revealed that women lose hundreds of hours of sleep caring for a child during the first year of the child's life. Obviously, there's, wow, there's, I believe it. there's nursing and feeding and diaper changes and all that. So um, kudos to my wife for being able to r- raise two kids. Um, well, three, kind of. Yeah, I'm number three. That's true. Yeah, I'm still being raised. But uh, it's a tough job. And and really, uh, it's amazing. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Um, Maybe there's some kind of evolutionary advantage that they get when they do that. But um, it's a tough one. Some other things that can affect women uh, is, again, snoring and sleep apnea. We talked about it before for the guys. But uh, the percentage of women who snore is actually going up. Um, Mm. It's about 25% for women and 40% for men. But still, women are the majority, quote-unquote, recipients of noise pollution from their bed partners. So, uh, unfortunately, if they're, if they're not snoring or have sleep apnea themselves, they're dealing with it with the person next to them. And, and studies have shown that people, on average, who have to listen to snoring and sleep apnea will lose an hour of night of sleep. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then, you know, if you consider, you know, you're supposed That's to like sleep. That's like one episode of Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> that would put me to sleep real yeah. fast. Uh, yeah, if you consider that people are already sleep deprived, I mean, if they're not even getting seven hours of sleep and you're losing an hour, you're getting into the six hour range, which uh, chronically or long term will beat you up. So yeah. there's that going for them. Uh, for an evolutionary standpoint, you know, I, I think women have a bit of a maternal instinct built in to keep them in a lighter stage of sleep as they get older. Well, I think women tend to sleep a little bit deeper younger, but as they get older, they, they tend to uh, gain more light sleep and lose more deep sleep. 
Well, I will say for so for me, before my kids were born, I was a much deeper sleeper. Yeah. Once my kids were born, I'll wake up with a snap of a finger. Well, we're talking about women terrible. here. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I... But yeah, I think there is, you know, I mean, obviously there is a, probably a paternal instinct too as well too. I think evolutionary, yeah. we, we want to be a little bit more aware of what's going on around us at night uh, when we're parents. Yeah. So, uh, but I think women are a little bit more fine-tuned to that and, and that can wake them up more at night and they'll get more disturbances. Yeah, I think I have so much empathy f- for women that it just... It, it's amazing. Dwayne is just letting it all flow today. Here. A sweetheart. <laughs> uh, another one here that's interesting. This one's actually been much more uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, especially now in the summer months, too, is, is body temperatures. And believe it or not, women are more sensitive to cold. Uh, there was a study in 2015 by some Dutch scientists. They found that women are more comfortable at a temperature about two and a half degrees Celsius warmer than men. Does it have to do with body size, or what does that have to do with? Well, check this out. They said men and women roughly have the same core temperature, but their perception of temperature depends more on skin temperature. Okay. Okay. So, uh, interestingly, they said estrogen is to blame for some of this. And they said uh, estrogen slightly thickens the blood, reducing the flow to the capillaries that supply the blood's extremi- the body's extremities. Uh, this means that, you know, blood flow to the tips of fingers and toes tends to shut off more readily when cold. And, and you know, I've talked about it before that, we, you know, we'll have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep if our extremities are colder than a core temp. Yeah. So uh, the challenge there is I think guys uh, tend to want to sleep a little cooler and women are going to want to sleep a little bit warmer. So there's a discrepancy there as well, too. Yeah. So, so the other takeaway is that women perceive things differently than men do. Well, that's a given. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, going back to temperature again here, menopause. Um, uh, once men opause? No, no, no. This, this is female menopause, not men opause. This is actual menopause. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So women, when they get into that period of their lives, they're going to experience uh, hot flashes generally is, is very common and it can really disturb or disrupt your sleep. I've had plenty of women come to me in that, you know, perimenopausal or menopausal stage and they said they're just, you know, they can't sleep at night. They're waking up, they're sweating. Uh, fortunately, technology has gotten better these days as far as sleep and bed technology. One of the big fans, uh, one of the big products that I'm a fan of now is, are these bed cooling systems, um, something like a chili pad or bed jet uh, where you're getting cold air or a uh, cold pad uh, circulating with water, uh, which will cool your body temperature or wick away any kind of sweat or body heat has been a, has been a game changer for me. So, Which one do you use? So I, I'm a fan of the bed jet. Okay. And the bed jet is basically this little box that sits on the side of the bed and uh, connects to this little hose that connects to the sheet and actually blew, blows cool air, at least in the summertime. It'll blow hot air in the, in the winter, but cool air to keep your body temperature down and to keep you from you know sweating That's great. all over the bed. Uh, in fact, I think we're uh, lining up. Uh, we want, I want to get the uh, bed jet yeah. uh, guy, the CEO, on the, yeah, on the podcast on the, as well, too. Definitely on the horizon. That's a game changer for anyone out there. Man, man, so, so I've been using this in my bed for about 60 days now, and it's just been total game-changing. My sleep scores are off the roof. Um, sleep cool at night, no sweating. Um, that's how you can hack your body temperature and temperature needs at night. Yeah, I really need to try that because yeah. all, all those things you're getting, I'm not. If anything, that, that's been one of the biggest things that I can't do without anymore. 
Finally, women don't handle sleep deprivation well. Compared with men, women are impacted more by sleep deprivation, especially when it comes to their mental state. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking this. Yeah, do you want to add anything to that? And I'll make sure your wife listens to this episode. I, I'm just telling you what I what I see out there. In these the, are just the, the reports. Facts of these what these are what these are these are from reports. This isn't the, personal experience. This is published here. studies here. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, generally they report more anger, depression, and hostility than men when they don't get enough sleep. And, and that goes back to just, you know, I think women are more attuned to emotions and, uh, which is a good thing because then actually that forces them to take action, sure. which ultimately will save their which health they do. or their relationship or their marriage. Sure. So, um, that was just a little deep, quick dive into men and women. Uh, listen, I think it's fascinating, right? Because, I mean, all of us know that we're different. And I think the more we appreciate and understand um, our partner, right, then the better the relationship is. It's just like communication, right? I mean, you need to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it is important to understand the differences. And in the world of biohacking, it's a matter of finding the differences, recording them or analyzing or quantifying them. And then what can you do to make them better? So, you know, I'll do these technologies where I'll cool the bed, um, block a certain blue light exposure at night, uh, different supplements, different meditations uh, that will help equalize or kind of even the playing field for both the man and the the woman or the partners or the spouses or whatever uh, to optimize sleep. And sometimes uh, I, you know, I've been experimenting with, you know, sleeping alone if you are married and, and if that's something you know it's something it's worth a conversation with your partner to say hey uh let you know maybe we'll sleep better apart or maybe do it during know. during the week and then revisit on the weekend i mean yeah you know. listen i so uh i you know i sleep alone for the most part and i think that I mean, listen, I think there's something to be said, you know, in in sharing the bed with someone that you care about. And my gosh, you know, we live in this world where, you know, half of the marriages don't work out and everything else. And now we have, you know, our spouses sleeping down the hall. And I mean, maybe I've gotten too hardcore where I I prioritize sleep so much where I'm willing to sleep alone. But, you know. It's yeah. a tough one. It's yeah, a tough it one, but it's something to think about. It is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, thanks again for tuning in to The Best Night Ever. This was a little experimental episode here on men and women in sleep. Um, if you want to learn more about sleep disorder breathing, I know we talked about snoring and apnea. You could reach out to me at snoreexperts.com. If you want to learn more about biohacking and, and sleep performance, you can check me out on Instagram on Sleep Biohacker, where I talk about and, and showcase all these different technologies and gadgets to help optimize your sleep and maybe like we said reduce the discrepancies between you and your partner and help you both get some great night's sleep yeah you know and lots of information online at snoreexperts.com in addition to more information on dr k there's a store there and in the store i mean there's everything from uh you know, some of the products that we've talked about here from the fasting diet to the bio strap to supplements and all those things. And, um, yeah. and then of course on the website, you know, all the locations, I know you're getting ready to open up a new location, uh, in Newport beach here next week. So it's exciting. Yep. Yeah. All right. So 
with that, it's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to The Best Night Ever. Uh, stay tuned. We've got some amazing more guests coming on down the road. Great. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Best Night Ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, The Best Night Ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend.